prop my bike up with my legs on either side, my green tulle skirt puffing out like a dented balloon. The door to the gray, silver, shingled house stands open, and another ramp leads to the front porch. A man, taller than most I know, appears in the doorway. He looks straight at me and waves, wipes his brow with a white handkerchief. I wave back. He holds up his finger in a hold-on motion and takes a step out onto the porch. Daniel, he calls out. A boy appears from behind a bush, jumps up onto the bottom step. Yes, sir. Looks like a friend has come to welcome you to the neighborhood. The boy turns. His face is splattered with freckles. His eyes are so blue I see the color from where I stand. He wears tattered blue jean shorts and a pink Floyd t-shirt. Oh, mother would just die. I smile, wave. The boy turns back to his father. She's a girl. The large man laughs, slaps the boy on the shoulder so hard he stumbles forward. You're brilliant, son. Dad, I don't want... The man holds up his hand, motions for me to come up to the porch. I drop my bike and join them. Welcome to the neighborhood, I say, nervous in an unfamiliar way, like I've eaten too many raw oysters. I'm Meredith McFadden, and I live up the street, and today is my twelfth birthday. The man leans down, puts his hands on his knees. Well, hello there. Happy birthday to you. You look like a little fairy. I'm Chris Garrett, and this here is my son, Danny. I stick out my hand toward Danny. Nice to meet you. Where'd you come from? Danny grabs my hand, shakes it loosely, drops it, and turns to his daddy. Answer her, son. Cat got your tongue? Birmingham, Danny says. Alabama? I stand on my tippy toes. I think it makes my legs look longer, and this boy looks down at me. Is there another one? The boy named Danny turns away from me. Yep, there is, in England. I try to stand taller, but can't. I trip, stumble on the front porch. Danny glances over his shoulder. Do we look like we're from England? Son, Mr. Garrett cuffs Danny on the ear. That was rude. Sorry. Danny blushes, and his freckles blunder into a red mass. Want to go for a bike ride? I'll show you the whole street, I say. The whole street. Wow, that should take about five seconds, Danny says. I feel like a puppy that has been kicked. I skip down the steps to the wilted summer grass. I won't show my embarrassment. Wait, little fairy. Mr. Garrett's voice follows me. I turn. Yes, sir. You're going to have to forgive my son. He's a little pissy about the move. He'd love to take a bike ride. Mr. Garrett points to a rusted blue Schwinn at the side of the porch. Wouldn't you, son? Dad, not with a girl. What if someone sees me? Go on, son, and that's an order. Yes, sir. Danny slouches down the steps and grabs the bike, mounts it, then takes off down the driveway toward the road. I jump on my bike and follow, calling after him. Wait, wait, you'll get lost, and it'll take more than five minutes. The street is two miles long. 
We race up the street with nowhere else to go as Danny's house is at the very end of the road, surrounded on both sides by water. I catch up with him, come alongside him. Hey, you don't know where you're going. Doesn't look real complicated to me, Danny says, stopping. I jump off my bike. It is. If you go too far that way, I wave to the left. You'll be seen by Mrs. Foster, and then she'll come outside, and you'll be obliged to have tea and cookies with her. You have to go on the other side of the tree line. And, I point, if you go too far on the right side there, Mad Mr. Mulligan will come out and start screaming at you about grenades coming and getting back under the foxhole. Mother says he thinks he's still in World War II. I think he drinks too much whiskey. There's lots of things you need to know about riding your bike here. You can't just go pell-mell up and down the street. Pell-mell, you sound like an old lady, Danny said.